Welcome to the dark forest. Jackie and her pals will never bore us. Shameless confessions about our obsession will make us laugh and smile. So let's explore the dark forest and dark out for a Welcome to the Dork Forest. I'm Jackie Cation. I'm your host. You know the websites, JackieCation.com, DorkForest.com, TheDorkForest.com, FamilyPetAncestry.com. They all go to two basic websites, JackieCation.com and DorkForest.com. Dork Forest will have all of the episodes. It has a bunch of links to the rest of the stuff, but um, it'll have like the teaser clips and the notes and an, an episode player, and then it'll have the bonus track, which is not available except on Libsyn's um, page. So uh, go to dorkforest.com for that bonus track if you like. And then you can also go to the YouTube page for all the teaser tracks if you like, but um, teaser clips. All right, uh, let's do the credits. Mike Rickberg composed and sang that song you just heard. He's going to sing again his words to the Mexican hat dance at the end of the program. He sings in the beginning with his wife, Sarah Cohen. Good for them. Okay, Patrick Brady's going to fix this audio, and Vilmos is going to fix, uh, he does uh, JackieCation.com. He keeps that up to snuff. Uh, what's the scoop? There are premium episodes that are at neither of those uh, websites. Those premium episodes are on Bandcamp, and they are just about a dozen live episodes that cost me some money to produce, so I charge two bucks a piece if you want them. So if you go to uh, thedorkforest.bandcamp.com, you'll find them. There's also free stuff there, so you can look around. There's 17 of the non-pre-recorded episodes. I did 200 episodes that are in archive uh, back in like 2005 and six and seven that are not available on iTunes, but I, I cherry picked like 17 of my favorite ones and put them on an album on Bandcamp. And those are all free, but the sound quality is exactly what you'd think when it was being recorded over the telephone. So know that in your hearts, but they are fun episodes if you have um, the patience to listen to them. So I hope, uh, I hope you enjoy them if you like them. And then there's a storytelling album. Speaking of albums, I have a new album out, a new stand-up comedy album out. It is only available on iTunes and Amazon at this time. By the end of March, I should have CDs if you want to order them on JackieCation.com. It is called I Am Not the Hero of This Story, and it is one hour, 45 minutes of material I have been working on for a year. And then the first 15 minutes are political. I have traditionally never been a political comic but I am now because uh, I'm alive and I'm human. Anyway, that's um, – but the, those last 45 minutes, it will be available probably on Pandora on Spotify for free if you want to just listen to it. And you can get it on Amazon and iTunes if you want to buy it and download it. And there will be CDs probably by the end of March. Speaking of things to buy off the website, you can get my other CDs. You can get my DVD. You can get T-shirts, Dork Forest T-shirts and Ranger of the Dork Forest T-shirts, all American-made, all available on JackieCation.com on the merch page. Other than that, there is uh, my schedule. This week, I am on a cruise in the middle of the Pacific Ocean with a bunch of awesome uh, – the Joko Ner- Nerd Cruise is what it's called. And it's Jonathan Colton is a musician, and he invites comics and writers and comic book writers and science fiction authors uh, to hang out and – get to go and uh, sail around. I will be probably incommunicado, and I think we might miss a week because of my schedule. But if we do, well, feel free to catch up, you guys, or go to Bandcamp. 
or, uh, or you could listen to Jackie and Lori. Jackie and Lori podcast is my other podcast. I do it on the Nerdist Network. Dork Forest is done on allthingscomedy.com network. And both Nerdist and All Things Comedy have a million other podcasts if you're looking for other podcasts to listen to. But the Nerdist podcast with Lori Kilmartin that I do is entirely about stand-up comedy and it is pretty grumpy. So know that before you go in. Uh, it's, uh, we just talk about stand-up and how grumpy we are about some of the parts of it. And then we celebrate other parts of it, but sometimes it's grumpy. So know that in your soul. Other than that, Next week, I am headlining Flappers in Burbank, California, here in Los Angeles. And then I'm in Spokane, Washington, and Peoria. Check JackieCation.com, the calendar, for all of my future dates. This is a great episode. Let's just get into it already. Hey, and welcome back, you guys. I'm in my living room with my new coffee table that I put a, a tablecloth on because I thought, well, I'll just put, put a bunch of mic stuff on it. <laughs> anyway, uh, Mike Kaplan, speaking of mic stuff, you're a mic stuff. I'm, Hi, Mike Kaplan. Hello, I am a mic stuff. <laughs> uh, you've been on the program before. Uh, speaking of words. That's a thing. I spoken, spoken of, I just made a new one. See? Right yep, there? That's what I do. I make mistakes. And the uh, end. You, you love a word. And I too, I too love a word. Oh yes. And um so we discussed your love of words last time in the Dork Forest. We did, so we don't have to do that anymore. Exactly. That's it. Everyone gets an hour. Just sounds. <laughs> exactly. Fuck <laughs> you and your word yeah. love. I love mime and I'd like to do some. <laughs> Over in the podcasting world. Oh, yes. Mike Kaplan, by the way, M-Y-Q-K-A-P-L-A-N. And it's at Mike Kaplan on all the things. Uh, yes. And uh, you have a new album of stand-up comedy, with the t- speaking of words. Oh, yes. Uh, called the, No Kidding. That's right. Available as we speak. Uh, yeah, anywhere, everywhere. And in not, your, you already have it. <laughs> you already have it. Thanks for getting it. <laughs> you are the YouTube of comedy. The oh, YouTube yeah. of comedy. <laughs> See, I also wrong. Yes. With words. <laughs> <laughs> I also wrong with words. Words. Mm-hmm. Also, here's a fun, uh, a fun word thing. I know we're not talking about words, but, uh, when you said word love, I thought about the spoonerism of that, which is the Lord wove. And the wow. Lord wove word love. This is the funnest game for you and Zach Sherwin. <laughs> yes. Good buddies. It's the funnest fun nest. <laughs> we have fun in our fun nest. It's the funnest. Oh my god, you guys are awesome. Welcome to the Dork Forest, you guys. You've committed. You've committed. We're in. We're, yes. We're on board. So Mike Kaplan, but you have always, and when I say always, I mean for the last year, sure. every time you've come to LA or I've come to New York, you're like, may I speak to my love of the shaman, the shaman drug thing, ayahuasca. Oh yes. How do you spell ayahuasca? A-Y-A-H-U-A-S-C-A. Good for you. There's an A every third letter. Every third letter, which is why you may, you might love it. Triple A. Triple A. <laughs> rated. That's a triple A rated. In That's fact, it. ayahuasca has an extra A at the beginning as well that I left out. I oh, mean, I didn't sure. Leave, yeah. you, they didn't leave it out. <laughs> no, you no. leave it out. Leave off the first A for <laughs> everything. For everything. Okay, here's what I'm going to tell you what I know about ayahuasca. Please. First of all, you were the one who brought it up. Uh, you were the first one to bring, bring it up. To you. To me. You'd never uh, heard of it. I've never heard of it. Oh, yeah. Um, I'd heard of peyote. I'd heard of... Uh, dream catchers. I've heard of, uh, <laughs> of other things of the native peoples. Yes. Uh, so, uh, fry bread, these things. Uh, so, but, um, and then several of my friends, not all of them comics, but several of them comics are like, you gotta do ayahuasca and you gotta have it. They like it. Um, so it is a, a hallucinogenic. That is, that is fair. 
Okay. Some might say, I don't know if I, I, I the word entheogenic. Plant? Oh yeah, it's a plant. It's definitely a plant. It's a plant-based thing. Yes. It grows from the earth. Yes, it's a, uh, ayahuasca is a vine. Okay. And as I understand it, I, I don't Native know. Native to? Uh, uh, South America, the Amazon jungle. Okay. As far as I understand. Uh, and it also is mixed with the, the person that I've gone to who, uh, creates the mixture from the vine also combines it with a leaf called chakruna. Chakruna, spell that for the people. Ah, great question. With a I, C-H? I would spell it C-H-A-K-R-U-N-A, but I 100% might not be right. Fair enough. I, it's a, it's I an like oral tradition. It's an oral tradition. <laughs> A chakruna, spelled with a cha and a kru and a na. And a na. Na, 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 na. Yeah. And so, but they mix it with that leaf to to what? What I understand is, I and I'm not positive which one is which, but one of the ingredients, so DMT is the active ingredient, which is present in our brain uh, all the time, but we don't feel the effects of it. Uh, which we, we do when we die, we, I believe, like, well, as I understand it, when we die, our brain floods with DMT, okay. and that, and the experience of dying that people have sometimes, like a near death, or wh- where that might happen, yep. uh, there's potentially, like, people, you know, maybe think they go to heaven, maybe they see white lights, maybe they see their ancestors, maybe, right. uh, you know, all these things, and those are the similar things that you, you that might you experience during an ayahuasca ceremony, because the same thing is basically happening. DMT floods your brain because, do you know what DMT stands for? Uh, yes. Or is it? My, here are my jokes about it. Okay. One is death may be timeless. <laughs> Another is dude, man, trippy. Okay. And, uh, I believe it's dimethyltryptyline or okay. something very similar to that. It sounds like, uh, turkey. What yeah. you get when you eat turkey. Oh, yes. Yeah. Dimethyltryptophan. Just trip to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> Have a good rest. Yeah. yeah. It's REM sleep. It's nice. Oh, it's really relaxing. Excellent. So. <laughs> uh, yeah. So one of the ingredients, uh, either the vine or the leaf, uh, has in it a lot of extra DMT. Okay. So that shoots up your system full of DMT, but if you but you have these MAOIs, these inhibitors in your brain that normal that keep us from experiencing it all the time right? because that's how we go through life without going through death all right. the time we go through life. Do people die from it? Oh, no, no, no. I'm okay. just saying that with the experience of what would happen right. while you're dying would be going on in your brain all the time mm-hmm. if the DMT were able to be active all the time, but it's not active all the time. It's only active when the other ingredient, whichever, one of them adds DMT, the other one lowers the inhibitor. Ah, there so you go. So now your brain's like, it's aha, cocktail. let um, it all in. That's it. Yeah. You know, I heard a story uh, just yesterday from a friend of a friend who said that he sat with his dad. Uh, his dad was, uh, four hours from dying and his yeah. dad was ready to die. He had, he had said goodbye to everybody. Very old man. And, uh, he was sitting there with his dad and he said, his dad was talking about how he's ready to go. And he said to his dad, just, you know, go towards the light, dad. And his dad just kind of looked at him from his deathbed and said, my son, the expert on death. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that was his last words, oh, but I wish it would have been. Those are great ones. Those would have been the best last, last words. It's, do you know, uh, Doug Stanhope has the, the amazing bit about his, uh, mother's euthanasia? Oh yeah. Uh, on the album Beer Hall Pooch, I believe is, uh, that's how Beer I say Hall it. Beer Hall Pooch? It's P-U-T-S-C-H. I don't know that word, so I'm never right, right. saying so, it right. Right. It's in a language that only Doug Stanhope speaks. But in that, in the middle of that is like one, one of my favorite stand-up pieces of all time. This like 10 minute chunk about being there as his mother, you know, chose Passes, to. Yeah. Moves on. End her life. And I think she, 
there's a moment where she says something as she's like taken, you know, she's taken the drugs. Yep. She's waiting and she says a thing that makes everybody laugh and is uh, beautiful. Like, listen to the story. It's wonderful. Oh, uh, that's right. Don't, and, no reveal. And, no spoiler. And, but basically he's, he then says to her, he's like, that's, don't say anything else. Those are perfect last words. <laughs> He's big, he's big into like the making the story, like sort of shaping the story. Right, right. I'm gonna edit your last words. Yeah, and so in this situation, those are great. My son, the expert on death, like, I don't care that he's, I mean, th- let's just say that's what he said. Yes, totally. Whether yeah. that's the real last words or not, those will be the last words. Yeah, it's like. Those it, are great last words. <laughs> it's really one, and this is a friend of yours? Yeah, well, an acquaintance, a yes. friend of a friend. Understood. So, not um, a comedian though. Not a comic. So this not is your comic. story. Yeah, now it's mine. You can tell it's it. It's all mine now. I've talked to my dad. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so, but my dad's, of course, uh, what, what, what might have been his last words when he went for this third, sur- the second surgery were, um, cause I asked the nurse, did he have, cause he knew I was driving from the airport, but he was like, no, nah, let's just do the surgery anyway, instead of saying goodbye. <laughs> and I was like, well, what if he did? Oh, did he have any last? Did he have anything? Did he say anything to me? And she said, yeah, yeah. He told me to tell you to tell her, do whatever she wants. <laughs> she should do whatever she wants. And I was like, those are great. Last that's words. nice. That is, uh, I think he meant that in general too. So that's nice. That is good. I mean, last <laughs> words. Uh, she's on her way from, she's, she's, she's almost here. Nah, let's just do the surgery. Those yeah, exactly. Not the greatest. She's Ten minutes. Uh, yeah, I don't want to talk to her. Maybe I'll die. That was have been horrible last words. Yes, I was just. Uh, I had something and it's gone. And anyway, Fair yeah, oh no, no, I have it. Here it is. Okay. Uh, I want to do a, a slight uh, moving uh, an act out of uh, a continuation of the scene. My son, the the expert on death. Yes. Fine. Then don't go towards the light. I don't care. <laughs> go towards the dark. What do you want? Do whatever you want. Right. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Get pulled into the hell of Ghost, the movie. <laughs> and, uh, so, uh, so okay. Let's get back to ayahuasca. Fair. First time. We're there. Oh yes. Uh, the first time that yeah, I did it. Yeah. That you did it. Uh, September How did you hear of it? Of 2014. Two I did it. Not long ago. No, not long ago. Uh, in the grand scheme of the universe. Right. But a blink. A blink. Tick tock. Uh, a friend of mine, uh, who's also, who was a comedian, now doesn't do comedy as much, Mm -hmm. uh, is a writer, lives out here, lived in Boston. Uh, I won't say his name just for, you know, sake of. He's fine. Privacy. Yep. Good guy. Yeah. I'm sure he wouldn't mind. But, uh, I'll say his first name is Jason. Very bland. Yeah. Yes. Could be anybody. Any Jason that you know. Argonaut. Yes. We don't know. Jason, Mr. Jason Argonaut. Exactly. I'll call him. So. He's a journalist. Anyway. He, he was a guy who I knew just as an acquaintance in Boston. He was an, he was a comedian who started a little bit after me there. And we had, he lived with a friend of a, he was a friend, we were, we were on the same, uh, you know. In the same circle. We knew each other. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I just, I don't know how I, I found out that he had done it maybe like six months prior, like earlier in yeah. 2014. And he was, he just raved, he raved about it in a way, not like, you gotta do it, but right. he, the, the thing that it did for him, uh, he, t- I brought him out, he came on my podcast, so it's certainly, it's not a secret at all. You can listen. Right. You could go, uh, what's the name of your pod? Uh, my podcast is called Hang Out With Me. Hang Out With Me, which I have done twice. Yes. And if you Google the words Jason and hang out with me. His last name is Marcus. You can okay. <laughs> yes. He spoke publicly. So, cl- yes. cl- classic stand-up comics. And I guess I'll just say, uh, I'm talking about that, that Albuquerque gig. It yes. fucking sucks. Uh, anyway, he should go to jail. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> it's illegal. Arrest him. <laughs> um... He, so he told me that like he used to be, 
basically, it's a simple, simplified version of the story. He used to be angry. He used to have tons of anger. His father was a sociopath, maybe still is, uh, like tried to poison him at times, like treated him very badly, like. Oh, like pun- full on. Yes. Punched yeah. him in the head with a ring once, left a scar during the ayahuasca experience. One time he was purging, vomiting, yeah. a thing that does happen sometimes, uh, not for very long, not always, uh, is not the main point of it, but while he was, Vomiting at one point, he vomited, he he visualized that he was vomiting out of his body the ring that his father had punched him and scarred him with. And he's like, oh, that's the the anger of my father, like, coming out of my body. Right, right. Uh, and he's like, and I just do my best to be as loving as possible towards everybody, towards myself, towards him even, towards right. this man who maybe tried to murder me. Right. And put uh, a ring on and then punched me. Yes. Wait. <laughs> no. He just happened yeah. to be wearing it. If you hate him, then don't put a ring on it and punch him. <laughs> That's my Beyonce cover. Exactly. So that guy was like, so it changed his life and it got rid of a lot of his rage and anger. And you're like, yes, I, I like that. I mean, I don't. You're willing to give it a shot. Yes, I. But you're also willing to kind of give it a shot. I do give a lot of things a shot. Uh, you're open. I'm, I am open to. To me- new experience. And I wasn't always. I mean, I was raised in a sort of very sheltered way. Like, no, you know, my parents were sort of, I guess, cla- not like very religious Jews, but I'd say like, you know, classic nervous Right. Like, uh, you know, my dad was very like, you know, when I was going into comedy, he was like, uh, are you, what's your backup plan? Like, how will you live? Yes. How will you support yourself? Right. And, you know, he, he's very much on board now. The joke yep. I have is, uh, he started to support me when he realized he wouldn't have to continue to support me. Exactly. Um, and. Classic parental move. Thanks. Good for him. Oh yeah. And my, uh, mother always very loving, but also they were very like, you know, don't do drugs, don't smoke, right. don't drink, you know, like. Don't sleep with a thousand women. Yeah. I, and you're like, never, I have to go forth. They never told me that. They didn't. But, oh, yeah. Maybe, man. Okay. So. So, uh, I'm working. I don't think it hasn't been a thousand. Right, right. But, you're, you're, uh, life is short. Life is short. And, but I remember you used to do a joke about how you wanted to kind of have sex with a lot of women, like puppies. Oh, yeah. You're like, like puppies? A, I don't know. It was just like, let's all cuddle. Oh, definitely. Yeah, you're Let, you're let's, on board. Let's all, I like the, the two different versions of this. I, I resonate more towards the let's all cuddle with, I want to have sex with a lot of women like puppies. Well, that's true. Yes. It's, uh, yeah, that is. I mean, puppies first are of all, babies. They're too young. Yes. They're way too they're young. They're very cute. Right. But, and they should have yeah. sex with each yeah. other when they are consenting Absolutely. adults as dogs. Yes. Puppies. Anyway. Just play. Just play. Just um, uh, but yes, I'm definitely, I am a polyamorous person. So, yeah. uh, but so you vote, I always think of you as a guy that's like, yeah, sure, I'll try it. Yes. Yes. That, so. Definitely so. Okay. And so yes, I, I had actually heard of ayahuasca maybe like eight, like ten years ago probably was the first time, eight, nine, eight or nine or ten years ago. Uh, I'd moved to New York. I was living with a girl. And she had a friend who either went to the jungle to do it or was going to or was talking about it. And that you used was, to have to go to the jungle. Yes. Uh, the, and so you still can. Right. I, Knock I did, yourself yeah. out yeah. if you want to. Have a good time. <laughs> I did go and did it. I did it in the mountains of Peru last year. Uh, oh, okay. In addition, I've mostly done it. I did it there for a week, but I've mostly done it in the United States. Right. Um. Because the and the guide is from Peru, and he and the it's usually a Peruvian guide. Uh, it, there are different versions of it. I think there are <clears throat> there's Colombian. Uh, okay, col- like but yeah, his. But uh, it's South America. Yes, it's as far as I know, it all comes from South America. But yeah, different parts of uh of and, South America. And is it a religion? Does it come? Does it stem from a religious thing? 
I would say, uh, as I understand it, yeah, it's sort of a, a cultural thing. Okay. That, uh, I don't know exactly where the lines between, like, religion and culture there. It's definitely a They're part of things blurry. there. Yeah. And, like, for example, in, in Peru, like, they call it medicine. It's like, le- like, I mean, legally, I believe. Like, here, okay. legally, it's not called medicine. Like, well, when I go to these things, they're called meditations. Okay. And so, when you do it, you want to have a, a guide, though. You don't want to do it solo. I, I, that is, for me, that is definitely true. And okay. I, that is how, if I were to and recommend. And I would say for first time. Oh, yes. Like, I, I wouldn't do any of these. Like, I think you can, like, acquire it online or, you know, I, I wouldn't know. I like I, the idea of, you want to trust who, where it's coming from yep. and who's doing it. And even, you know, even I've only done it with this one guide. I have some other friends who've done it with other people and they're like, you gotta do it with these people. Right, but you, you like. have a, you have like a dedicated guide at this point? I, I mean, I don't think he would, he wouldn't say and I wouldn't say I will, I, I do want to do it. You're with, not dating. No, I'm no, just no. Saying, yes. But that's the guy that I'm you should I'm a poly shamanist. To. Yeah. <laughs> yes, this is the guy, I mean, I'm on a mailing list. For okay. This guy, like it, he does it uh, in New York, uh, every so often mm-hmm. and he does it in LA sometimes. I did mm-hmm. it yesterday. Here uh, in LA? Yes. Wow. Okay. And I mean, I'm getting ahead of myself, but how many times have you tried it? Uh, you know how or done it? I don't know. (laughs) I, I have succeeded. Okay. Uh, Like I would say, uh, somebody asked me the other day to estimate and I would say more than 30, less than a hundred. Wow. Okay. But I honestly don't know where in there, and it sort of depends how you count, because sometimes it'll and be- in two yeah. years. Yeah. You've uh, had your mind blown, essentially, over 30 times. Yes. Pre- maybe 50. Yes. Okay. Yeah, let's, and- let's say 50-ish. It's sort of like, in the beginning, when you've when I only did it once, then right. I'd done it once, and then yes. the next time, and so then you count, like, the, I could name, like, the first 23 girls that I kissed, and then All after right. that, I, like, I know a bunch of them, but I don't know them in, I could do, like, those <laughs> first 23 in order, 100%. Wow, good for you. There's should have been a spreadsheet, my and, friend. And, uh, and then at a certain point, I was like, I think I'll stop keeping track. Right. Similar to... Uh, similar to everyone, oh, I think. I mean, the other the other thing that it's similar to is, oh, like when a child is, you know, like two and three quarters. Right. You know? When you're your age yeah. and stuff. Eventually, it's, you're like, whenever you're com- 12. Right. Like comics who count how many sets they've done. Oh, yeah. You're just like, okay, is this OCD or are you proving something to yourself? I, yeah. Which is, I think... When you have sex with people, you know, I, I think I read, <laughs> I read a romance novel where I think the protagonist asked this guy, how many women have you slept with? And he said, I don't know. And she said, when did you stop counting? Ha. And he was like, and we're done talking. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Yes. So, so um, yes, I don't know the exact number. Okay. So, and I think, okay, so it's, it, it, it is, it's a cultural possibly used just for s- sort of like, uh, Socio-cultural, the mind-blowing kind of thing. The, the way that the, the guide that I go to puts it is that it's a, it's kind of a GPS for you to find, to check in with where you are, to like get in touch with, have a meeting with your deeper self. Okay. Uh, so like, you know, your experience is your own experience. Like, you know, everybody is sort of in a room together usually, uh, or outside together. Oh, it's, yeah. it's a group activity. Oh, it definitely is. Okay. Yes. Like, so the, the first time I went, I've done it, I think, in a group. The smallest group was, like, a private one with, like, four people in okay. the guide. And the largest one that I've been to probably had maybe 30. The first time, I think there was probably about 30 people. Wow, that's a lot of people. It is. Uh But, like, I'm and my friend Jason was there, the one yeah. who had introduced me to it. He was next. He was, like, probably as 
closer to me, as clo- maybe the same distance that you are from me now. Okay. Which is like, you know, a couple feet. Right. You know, we're all, he's in his, on his yoga mat with, with his blanket. Right. next to him. We're all sort of like lining the room of, it's often either like an art space, a yoga studio, uh. A black box theater somebody's yes. rented. Exactly. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. A living so, room. So do you drink it? Do you smoke yeah, it? You drink it. You drink it. Uh, there is. It there is the, made liquid. Yes. There, DMT can be smoked. Right. I, I have done that once. Uh, a gentleman named Shane Moss, who you may know. I do. Uh, He's been on this program. Has done it extensively and talked extensively about it. And he, he gets like really, uh, mm. really deep with the smoking. For me, the smoking, it lasts much shorter. Okay. Uh, it seem it also seems like it could be infinite. Like the, because there's time dilation. Right. Uh, in the brain, um, or in the universe or whatever. Yeah, the one time I did acid, I was like, I hate this. I hate this. I hate this. And I was coming down and I was like, where's more? <laughs> uh, so it was, yeah. but it, I didn't, uh, I think it lasted like three or four hours. And then I was like, where's the rest of it? Yes. And, uh, so, so that, that is weird. The case. And that's like life. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Where's oh, more? Where's, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Your fifties. Yeah. And, uh, so, light. Yeah. <laughs> with, so how long does it last when, uh, if you drink it? Uh, so yeah, when you smoke it, it lasts maybe 10 to 20 minutes. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, and when you drink it, it lasts, uh, I'd say the, the ceremony that happens is about, uh, four hours. Okay. So like, uh, the standard version of it, uh, it'll usually be at night. Sometimes they'll do day ones as well. Okay. Um, but yeah, it'll usually be like- Did you do day one yesterday? Day one yesterday. Okay. So like, but it's indoors. Yeah. Uh, you're I mean, not out in nature, like, with mushrooms? You gotta do it outside, man. <laughs> One time a person asked the guide, uh, after, after the ceremony, uh, like, you know, people sort of hang around and like, you know, come down and, uh, have food because you've been fasting for a little while, uh, beforehand and it's sort of a nice. You okay. Know, so you're not supposed to eat. Yes. Um, six hours? Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Like they, six hours in advance and also like light eating before that in that day. And then sort of there's dietary guidelines that okay. they recommend, like not a lot of fried foods, not a lot of, you know, uh, oh, caffeine. Yeah, or... no, not too much caffeine. Like caffeine's okay, but uh, no alcohol. Okay. No other substances. Right. In like the several days leading up to it. Okay. Just try to uh, clean out your system a little bit. And, yes. And keep it fresh. And so somebody asked him, "Is it?" We were in New York, and somebody said, uh, "Is this a thing that is better to do? Is it more authentic to do? Is it more genuine to do in the jungle, like where where it lives outside right. in right. nature?" And he said, "No." Uh, the experience happens in your consciousness. So oh, fair enough. wherever you are, he's like, right. it's, it comes, you know, not only from the jungle, but from the universe. Like, right. You could be in a tree. You can be in a hut. You exactly. can be in your hotel room. Exactly. So, and so, yeah. And the, and the thing I was saying before with Jason right next to me in that room full of 30 people, uh, I, afterwards he was like, I'm sorry if I kept you, like if I bothered you or like, you know, uh, intruded on your experience with my loud crying and vomiting profusely. And I was like, I literally had no idea that that's what you were doing. I did not have any sense of any, like, you could open your eyes. Could you go inside? Yeah, because I went in, I went inside myself in the experience and didn't, sometimes you will hear other people like making noises or moving around or like you open your eyes and you're like, oh, people are moving and it's, it was definitely. Do you see weird things or do you mostly have your eyes closed? Uh, both. You okay. close your eyes and you see weird things. Right, right. <laughs> I should imagine. Yeah. Um, with the eyes open, sometimes, sometimes, uh, depending on how much, you know, on the, every experience is different. Sometimes sure. there are very few visuals. Sometimes there are many visuals. Uh, usually the visuals are not limited to when your eyes are closed, but that's when they are at their most, you know, salient. Okay. But sometimes when my eyes were open, uh, in, in my first couple experiences, I remember seeing people kind of like moving like, 
there was this, I remember this Disney World haunted house that I went to when I was a kid. Okay. And there was like one room with like a strobe light. And yeah. so you'd see people walking, but then, you know, they would, it would be light and they'd, it'd so it'd be stop motion. Yeah, exactly. Kinda. Yeah. Yeah. Like haltingly, like there, there, yeah. there, there. And I had my eyes open and that's what it looked like that people, so I was like, my brain, memory, things, something happening. Right. So. And does, is the Peruvian guy uh, completely not on this stuff with no, you? No, he is. He has also taken it. He has taken it with you. He is so not. Yeah, he does not take it as no, much as he would. There's no RA, uh, right? There's no. There's there, there's no. He's genuinely guiding you, but he's doing it from a place of inside the funhouse. That is correct, but uh, I mean, because he's been doing it for decades, right? Like he. Quote unquote, knows what he's doing. And yep. not only that, I think he knows what he's doing. Right. And there are also other, usually assistants, like depending how many people there are. If it's a small group, there'll be one assistant. Uh, for the larger groups, there'll be like maybe two or three other people. Okay. Who are capable of. So there's lifeguards. There definitely are. Okay. And they are people who've, you know, done it a lot. Like they're also doing it, but they are, you know, trained and capable of, you know, coming, of snapping to, like, and, if, you know, and if able need to be. eat, to deal with something. Yes. So. All right, let's talk about now. The other thing I've heard is the throwing up, mm-hmm. and um, which you mentioned, and the crying. Yes. So, <laughs> so um, the first time you did it, did you do either of those? I did not. Uh, the fir- I'd say the first like five times I didn't throw up. I believe. okay, and I'd heard, and that was one of the things that like a lot of people are worried about or like focus on. And ju- I'll say, if you do throw up, for the most part. You know, number one, like sometimes the there's guy, a bucket yeah. next to you. Oh, I yeah. Everybody gets a bucket. Every, yeah. Uh, and you can also get to the bathroom usually just fine by yourself. If okay. You need to, you know, you might. So you're not immobilized. No, no. If you're heavy into it, you might feel like, feel a little like you're drunk, you know, like okay. walking. You're like, I'm going to walk carefully. Like, here's an experience I have whenever I'm in the bathroom on one of these things. I'm like, you're doing everything right. Everything's okay. Yeah. Just, you know how to do this. Right. Like, I had this experience like just yesterday where I was like, you know, peeing. Yes. And I'm like. Is this taking a lot longer than it normally does, <laughs> or am I on a very powerful drug? Right. Uh, probably my body's Just not all different. Yeah. Yeah. Your body's going to be the same. So worst, I mean, <laughs> worst case scenario, some people like do have very, you know, difficult physical, you know, sick response inducing experiences, depending on you know what they've what's happened in their life and body and whatever. But I would say the vast majority, the guide will sometimes say like, sometimes a person will throw up. Other times, everyone will throw up. But usually, usually some people do and not everybody. Uh, and, but when people do, and when I have, it's always been like the experience is four hours. The throwing up is two minutes. Okay. Like it happens. And is it instantaneous or is it, uh, it usually, in the middle of it? Uh, usually you, so say we arrive at 8 p.m. Right. Uh, fill out some forms. Get okay. Get all set up. Uh, they collect money. They, you know. How go, much is it? Uh, it's a few hundred bucks. A couple hundred bucks. Yeah. Okay. Um, and depending, Dip- different places might be different. Right. But the, where I've done it. But at least 200, yeah. not more than five. That, something definitely. like that. Yes. There we go. Um, and so you'll arrive, you'll get all the business straightened away. Everybody gets settled down. Uh, the guide will like introduce himself, talk a little bit about it for new people, describe what is to happen, you mm-hmm. know, like, mm-hmm. uh, no expectations, uh, just, you know, go listen to the, the songs that I will sing. He, yeah. Oh, they sing. Oh, yeah. He guides the the ceremony with these traditional ikaros, is what they're called. E c a r o. 
Yes. Yeah. One Ikaro, many Ikaros. Excellent. Uh, and they're like often in uh, Quechua, the language, and some of them are in Spanish and other ones Portuguese and sometimes English. Yep. And different people will also participate, uh, depending. Some people, uh, my last girlfriend, when she would come, she would play the violin during some of them. Oh, neat. And that was really amazing. Like she would create these Ikaros. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so, yeah, so... We start, so he describes what's going to happen. Right. Uh, don't worry. Whatever happens, the effects come and the effects go, which is a very valuable thing because the first yeah, time the I did- Yeah, the fact that it's yeah. over. Oh yeah. And that you're like, it won't last forever. And that is, and for everything, like for every emotion you've ever had, for every drug you've ever taken, for every experience, for every time you're like, is, is this forever? It never is. It, it's not going to be. Yes. Yeah. And that's very calming to know, like when I, if I've had like mushroom, Time dilation times and be like, is this limbo, purgatory, am I senile, insane, forever, <laughs> right. is this heaven, you know, what is yeah. happening? And like the, th- the first time I did, the only time I did salvia, really, that's what happened to me. I was like, oh, this is, I guess this could be forever and it's just me. And it's interminable. Oh, yes. <laughs> so. But then it ends and you're like, oh, that's good. And so it's good to know like right. everything th- so far that has been has ended, except for right. the exact thing that's happening right now. Which will very likely also Dork Forest is going to be over. Oh yeah, that's it. It's all going to come together. Definitely, this all episode, right. the whole thing. <laughs> like, um, there's uh, so, so so that's uh maybe fifteen half fifteen minutes, half an hour of orientation. Yes, I would okay. say yeah. We get there at eight. Everybody's milling about nine o'clock. Start talking. Uh, fifteen minutes. Then sit down. He'll you know he'll sit. He'll do sort of these cleansing rituals, sometimes with this uh, tobacco called mapacho. Okay. Uh, sometimes with this oil that I don't know what it is, but it's a nice smelling oil that he'll sort of, you know, uh, blow in the four directions to, I think, symbolize like the protection sure. of the space. And uh, people will, there's this uh, wood called Palo Santo that gets burned and then each, uh, you know, an assistant will come around and like uh, wave it around your body and your, your seating area. And it sure. smells nice and is protective. Sure. Uh, theoretically, mm-hmm. symbolically, at least. Right. It has a little bit of a feel of, of the Hunger Games or, or yeah. Marie Antoinette. But I mean, I'm, I definitely let's do it. like it. It's, a comf- it's comforting that it, right. they're doing it's, it. And it's nice that there's rituals. Yes. Rituals are nice. It, this is the most religious thing that I engage in, for sure. Like, right. It's, it, it's very, like, it is like church. It is like temple. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the songs are uh, like these, uh, somebody... Gibun or big, I forget, uh, there's some like Hebrew type of like thing that describes, uh, like chanting without words. It's like, okay. nine, 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 like that kind yeah, yeah. of, and so it had, it's sort of, and like sometimes the visuals that you see will also be like sort of cross culture, like, oh, hieroglyphics, you know, ancient Egypt, Asia, these things, like right. all of, there's you know, a tiger. Yeah. Okay. At, yeah. There's uh <laughs> neat. Yeah. The, the, the three realms of like the, the underworld, the, this realm, the heavenly realm is represented by the, the snake, the cat and the condor. Okay. Like people will see snakes. People will see condors. People will, I mean, you can see anything. Right. Uh, and so. Uh, yes, it, the, there are rituals that I'm like, oh, like I've, I've been a person who I don't, you know, my, my mom would light the Hanukkah candles mm-hmm. growing up and that was nice, but I don't have a particularly strong attachment to those part, like any particular like Jewish rituals. Like, right, the, you don't dash off for Yom Kippur. I and, don't. No. Okay. As uh, a child, Purim. Yeah, Who knows? exactly. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, but I mean, I like you know, so I don't like ritual for ritual's sake, but I like when a ritual is meaningful to a person. And so when the person is me, I'm like, oh, now, now this whole experience is a beautiful, like, communal thing where it's not, I, I assume that if some people like go to church and they're like, I like 
being there with the people that I care about right. and, you know, talking about the things that are valuable. And so it's not just like you go to church because you go to church, you know, right. it's like I go here because there is a valuable thing that I get. It's from the it. social community that that I think most people do for any any religious or social gathering. And so but, it's fine. And then in addition to that, there is this actual thing, you know, this, you know, right, your mind's in my about brain. to be blown. Yes. So. An hour later, then when you, that's when you take the drink? Yeah, uh, so yeah, after the talking. Yeah. He sits, he, he drinks. Okay. Uh, then goes around, you know, and everybody goes up and receives the drink from him. Okay. Uh, again, similar to, you know, I guess sort of communion kind of thing. Exactly. So it's, how much is it? Is it three ounces? Is it an ounce and a half? Is it a shot and a half? There is a shot glass. Okay. It's usually like, so shot glass and, Depend- when you start, I think probably the first one, he would give you maybe like half a glass. Half a so shot like glass? I had a buddy who came yesterday yeah. for the first time, got half a glass, uh, and I got a, a full glass. Okay. And But also, it depends on the exact – like he knows – if he knows you, then right. he might – you know, He'll give you the three ounces if he does, or the ounce and a half. Yes. Uh, otherwise, you get a half an ounce or and, three quarters of an ounce. Yes. And then there's almost always – like he'll, he'll, he'll check in with you. And the reason, obviously, different people have different sensitivities. Mm-hmm. So he's not – he wants to not give you too much. So yeah. the first time, you get, uh, you know, a small amount to start. And he's like, slowly, like I'll check with you. And so like after an hour, he's like, do you feel it? Do you need more? Yeah. And then anybody who wants or, or thinks they need more will get more. So usually, okay. uh, the ways that I've done it, uh, two shots is usually the maximum. Very rarely will people get a third shot. I bet. Uh, so is it mixed with water? No. It is just the, I don't know how the cooking process happens, but right. it's just this vine and leaf, uh, cooked that for been... hours and hours, and then it is in this form that they call and- it a tea. It's like, oh, okay, it's made into a tea. Yes. And so there's no leaves in it. It is just the liquid. It is mostly just liquid. Every once in a while, there are like chunky portions. There might be a chunk of tea. Yes. Of of, of, like tea. Yeah. So you'll do the shot. Yes. And then you'll go back and sit down. Yes. And after everyone has done that, Mm -hmm. uh, he like, he will turn off, if it's nighttime, turn off the lights. Everybody sits, you know, I, I close my eyes. Most people I think close their eyes. Candles? Then, Any light? Uh, yeah, or just dark? I mean, there's like candles at the doors so that you can get to the bathroom. Right, right. But like for night the most part, kind of thing. Yes. Okay. But very, mostly it is dark. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he says, when I feel the plant moving in me, I will start to guide the ceremony. He'll ring these chimes to announce, like, demonstrate that it's starting. Yeah. And then he'll, you know, start speaking, singing, chanting these okay. hikaros. Uh, like he'll do one, he'll stop, he'll do another one, he'll stop. Another person will do one, you know, after right. a couple, and then he'll be like, he'll check in, he'll, he'll be sort of like wandering the room. Oh, he'll well. get up and kind of look at yeah. people, make sure everybody's still. Sometimes he's sitting, sometimes he'll walk around, sometimes, yep. you know, he'll, he'll check in with you and be like, are you feeling it? Yes. Uh, and so like, you know, yesterday I, I, sometimes it takes me longer to feel it. Yeah. Uh, and so sometimes there's like anxiety over like, should I take more? I don't want to take too much, but right. I also don't want to not take enough, you know? Right. Um, and it's funny, one of the things that I was thinking about was the idea of, uh, just power in general as a thing that, like, people think that, like, power is a good thing. Like, you know, the more power you have, the better. Uh, but then some people are like, um, you know, like, yeah. so I was thinking of analogies to, like, oh, it's, like, good to have, like, food. But if you have too much food, right. like, that will hurt you. Yes. That can kill you. If you have, like, light is good. But mm-hmm. if you have too much light, you can't go to sleep when you want to go to sleep. So, like, there's this, you know, you want to have, Enough, but not too much right. of the stuff. But at the same time, I'm like, should I take another shot? I kind of want more. More is better. More of the experience. Like, yeah. listen to the philosophy that you were just telling yourself <laughs> about other people right. and life. 
And and also, I when he said to me, "Have you like are you feeling it?" and I said, "Not quite yet, a little." And he's like, "I gave you a lot, so wait a little bit." Yes. And so that was a a good recommendation in the take. end. Yes. Yeah, and it, it it was very smooth and nice. So so is it does it so you're conscious that you've taken this? Uh, yes. I mean, there are definitely times when I've taken, like, when I've taken a lot or when it's affected me a lot. I'll say uh, our friend Zach Sherwin has right. has done it uh, with He me also wants separately. to do an episode. Oh, yeah. <laughs> about I, I recommend it. Yes. Uh, it's basically like he's doing it now. Right. Uh, he's around. Here is uh, a thing that he uh, experienced. Oh, what were we just talking about? Oh, yeah. Wait, no. Power. Uh, power, doing a lot, taking a second shot. Um, nope, lost it. Lost it? Fair enough. So here's, okay, so you, but, oh, consciousness. Whether you're conscious oh, yes, in the moment. Oh, perfect, perfect. Yeah. You, you got it. You brought me back to the consciousness. That's it. He told me that one time, uh, he was so deep that he had, like, names in his head. He was like, Zach, Mike, Casey. Casey was the name of my girlfriend who would right. also do it with us. Uh, and, but he was like, at the time, I remember not knowing what those names referred to. He's like, I didn't know that that was me. He's like, I was like so far, like into just like everything or right. deep into like the oneness of the universe that is like, I know those are meaningful concepts to me. Right. Uh, I know they mean something to me, yes. but I don't know what they mean. So there are times <laughs> when you're definitely, you know, I mean, in ways that are meaningfully not yourself. Right. Uh, that where maybe if you open your eyes, you're like, okay, this seems to be a body. I'm yep. familiar with this body. Mm-hmm. But also there's times when like, you're like, I want to put this clothing, this like hoodie on, but I don't know how it works. Okay. I'm trying to do like. So like, well, it's kind of like when you're super drunk yeah. and you can't really make your body work. Yes. So that sounds. Awesome. Yeah. I'm a huge fan of checking out. Anyway, but in good, in a, in a, let's talk about the good ways that, oh, yeah. it, that, that where you, you do get insight and your mind is blown. Certainly. Cause that's, cause that's what people, um, do it think for. Maria's yeah. sister, uh, does it fairly often. Okay. And cause she is, um, studying some sort of Native American shamanism or something. That makes sense. Up in Duluth. Gutsy stuff. Okay. Yeah. And uh, so... I, yeah. I will say that the the two benefits, like the b- big categories of benefits that yeah. I have gleaned, that Zach and I have talked about, that you know I talk about with the people that I know that have done it, uh, there's like life coaching and then a thing that Casey uh, affectionately called death coaching. Oh. And so life coaching is... <laughs> Hell. Yeah. Yeah. For example, so life coaching is like the things that you might have to deal with in like, here's an example for me. Uh, when Casey, Casey moved to New York to live with me, right. we were looking for a place mm-hmm. and it was like the 4th of July weekend and we'd looked at a couple places and we had to find a place by August was the, what, what our goal was. And we're like, we hadn't found one yet, but it was now 4th of July weekend. Everything's closed. We've done everything we can and we're doing a ceremony mm-hmm. and I'm like, great. I just, I can't do anything with this housing stuff. So let's just have this experience. Right. But for a good chunk of it, I was thinking about the housing thing because it was in me and it was an anxiety. Mm-hmm. And one of the, so I, I, a thing that I thought while I was in the experience was, what am I, I, I feel fear. Like, what am I scared of? I'm scared of not having a place to live, but that's not going to happen. I'm definitely going to have a place to live. Like, I have savings. Right. Like, even if I, like, you worst case, yeah, I'll live in 
I could live in a hotel. Mm-hmm. I could live in an Airbnb. I could live. I could crash with friends. I could. My mom's in New Jersey. My dad's right. in New Jersey. Right. I could get a place that costs more than I want to for a little while. I right. could stay in my old place that <laughs> is more expensive than I want to for a little while. I could find a new place that's not great, that's too small. That I'm, I I started enumerating all of the things that could be, and I'm like, well, it's definitely gonna be one of those. Right. And so I was like, it's. So I was like, what am I afraid of? I'm afraid of the unknown future, but it's. It's not exactly unknown. I know that it's one of these things, so there's nothing to fear about this. So the idea that I came up with was, it might suck, but it's not scary. Right. I'm like, I've had things suck before. Things suck. I mean, things suck for other people way more often and way worse. Right. I mean, this is obviously like knowing where your home is. is Yes. A valuable thing. Right. But, and I'm like, so I understood and I'm like, I forgive myself for feeling like this, but it really helped me put into perspective. I'm like... Oh, like I will, this will be okay. This will, this is not the end. Yes. Right. <laughs> it's I, a, it's, it's that nebulous future of, oh, I bet you this is where it all falls apart and I'm just lying on the ground. Yeah. And you're not. No, de- no. I'm definitely. And so you would at least sit up. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm capable. Right. I'm able-bodied. Exactly. Currently. You have all of your bones. Yes. So, um, okay. So that, so do you go in with an agenda? Great question. There's a, a quote I like by Niels Bohr, I believe, that I'm uh, I'm not sure if I, I'll paraphrase. It's something about the opposite of a small truth is a lie, but the opposite of a great truth is another great truth, often. Oh. So, for example... Yes, like, please. Uh, I would say, like, you know, love yourself, love others, or, like, be yourself, but also always be open to growing and changing, because mm. yourself isn't you right. know, just one constant thing. Um, and so I say in this example, like, should you go into things like with, with an agenda or open to whatever's going to happen? And the answer can be either or both sometimes at once kind of like the guide will often say like, come into it with no expectations and it will give you what you need. It will, uh, it will have you address the thing. Like if you don't plan, sometimes they do say like, spend the day leading up to it you know, meditating on what you might think about, what you might talk about, like let things rise to the surface. But whatever the case is, something will, or many things will rise to the surface. And like, yes, like the day before I did it yesterday, uh, I'd gone with Zach to a uh, panel on racial justice. And that was, that's a thing that, you know, I and many people I'm sure are thinking about in this day and age and hopefully forever until there is (laughs) racial justice. (laughs) That'd be great. Um, and so that's a thing that, like, you know, when, when people say now, like, how are you? Uh, a joke that I have is, and a truth that I have is, I'm like, I used to know how to answer that immediately. Right. And now I'm like, oh, I gotta, you mean like, uh, I mean, I'm okay, but, but everything's not. So right. I'm part of everything and everything's part of me. So also it's very complicated. It's very, yes. Do you want me to just say fine? Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you care about me for real? Yeah. Uh, or are, are we, we really having this yeah. conversation? Are we friends or, or colleagues? Yeah. Or did you just want to know if I wanted a cup of coffee? Yes. Uh, uh I'll have tea, please. <laughs> Um, ayahuasca tea, do you have any? Thank you. Yes. Um, and so I was thinking like when I was going into the ceremony, I'm like, what will I be thinking about? Like I didn't have in mind that I definitely would be thinking about that stuff. Right. But, and in the beginning, at least before it really kicks in, you're basically just, you know, you're sitting and you're meditating and you're, you know, present with your, your thoughts and feelings. And you're like, oh, like what, you know, what is right? What is in me now? 
And so sometimes I will think about, like, consciously think about, like, I love these people and these things, or, like, I've wronged these people, and these situations are things that I, you know, wish to fix or right. regret or not repeat. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, this is, what do I want to do moving forward? And so it popped into my head, you know, some of, some of the things that they discussed on the panel popped into my head, and I was like, oh, those are, like, things, things to do, like, outside of this experience. Right. Uh, like, when I get home, you know, like, go Actual to more, action. like, surge meetings, and, you know, find patterns. Panels like that and, you know, find friends to go with and, you know, support and organize and activate more. I mean, and I've been doing that as much as I, you know, as much as I can and know how to and want to. And I'm like, but keep, keep doing that. And so that didn't become like a major theme of, of the experience because I was like, okay, that's sort of like got it. And now like put that in a little compartment and then move forward with whatever's going to happen, Uh, which sometimes, I mean, it's often... Like, you know, the, the themes are like love, love for yourself, love for okay. the world, other people. Uh, right. Cause the big questions that you can go into the, with these things are love and fear and, and, uh, joy and pain. Yes. I mean, you can have like, like a, like a flashcard of, of, of different, the big questions, oh, you yeah. know, it's like, and life and death and all these things. Definitely. There was one time, uh, maybe, oh, exactly like two, two years ago now. Yes. It, February of 2015, uh, I did a Saturday in New York, a Saturday night and a Sunday night. Sometimes they'll do, you know, two back to back. Yes. And not in in an interesting way. So like often out in LA because of the different arrangements of the spaces they have, they'll do a Saturday night and then a Sunday morning, which is what I, so I did the Sunday morning this time. Uh, and, but, and I'll often do the Saturday night and the Sunday morning. Okay. Uh, but in New York, because it happens in a space that they don't have during the day, it'll happen a Sunday night, a Saturday night, and then a Sunday night, which is interesting because then there's sort of like more fasting, you know. Right. It's, it's like it, it, you come way down. Yes. It's nice to. When you come down, is it depressing? Is it? It's not. It, it like, it lasts in your system for, I think, up to three days. Okay. And sometimes, like, I remember the first time I did it, like, I woke up, the next couple days that I would wake up, I would, like, feel it kind of crackling through me like I was coming out of it again. Okay. And so, and it was, in those moments, very pleasant and valuable. And even the ones when, during the experience, wasn't the most pleasant. Like, I've had painful ones. Yeah. Uh, But I think back on those fondly as well, because I'm like, oh, that that was valuable pain. Uh, You know, there was learning happening. And, you know, it's sort of everything. Was it psychological, like mind blowing kind of, cause here's, okay. Not to interrupt, Please. but I was having, I had a conversation last night with a comic and, um, I can't remember his last name. Well, it's a great story. It Jason. Is. And uh, it was, yes, it was Shane Moss. No, I have no idea, but, um, we're all, one. <clears throat> we're all one. And the, and I was talking about how in the last, probably over the last two and a half years and because of, the situation in the world and the amount of anxiety and about the fact that things do end and everyone has lived through history before, you know, I mean, history continues whether or not we all live through it doesn't yeah. matter, but it's just what you do as you go through history. Yes. I've never wanted to live through exciting history before. Just wanted to visit it, time travel. Oh yeah. But that was all. And, um, but the, in the last couple of years, I've had like a jet, it felt like an unlocking of part of my psyche. Mm-hmm. And it was, it kind of blew my mind in the way, and it was embarrassing because when you realize what, what happened about in the last three years, there has been, uh, you know, I've always, I've, I've always tried to treat everybody good 
and be a Thank decent you. person. Sure. What the heck? You've been doing it for me. Right. And, um, but in the last couple of years, there's been this, uh, advent of a lot of different videos showing up of cops murdering, uh, black people. Oh, yes. And it was, it brought my awareness to another level. And it also, it brought that anger to another level and it brought that shock and, and weird, a lot of different emotions. But what it unlocked in my mind that I just became aware of yesterday was that I, I have learned over the last two years to treat more people as just people instead of, Hey, that's a black guy. Oh, or yeah. look at that tiny Asian woman. What is happening? Uh, crazy lady. And, and it's embarrassing to say out loud. I understand, but it was, and it, and it felt like a drug in, in fact that it was like a part of my brain that literally a part of vault opened and it revealed something that was not I, I'm not proud of about myself where I'm just like, no, you have to meet every person. Every person is just going along like you are oh, on yeah. the inside having the same, they're watching the same fucking television or avoiding the same fucking television and eating food and, and, and interacting with their parents and their family and their, their friends and dogs. World, yeah. Yeah. So it literally sounds so basic but it genuinely <laughs> blew my mind. I mean, I would also say that there are many people for him. Like, I have a thing. I'm going to say a thing about me- several women and then one particular woman just to put bookmarks in this. So, okay. Uh, the first thing I had a, an experience a few years ago where I was single. When I became single, like, I'd be like, I'm going to start, you know, like hooking up with people and dating around and sure. doing whatever. And so I was seeing a few people and there was like one week where I like, had sex with, like, or hooked up with four different people. Okay. And and I was like, great, the numbers, more is better. <laughs> but but one of them uh, was, like, an experience that I didn't enjoy that much. And right. I was like, oh, I guess more not better? You know, More not better. And, like, I would go on stage and I'd be like, guys, did you know that just because you can have sex with someone doesn't mean you must have sex with someone? I was right. like, am I a genius? Right. Or am I catching up? And the answer right. is, great truth opposites, both, because both. for some people it might be like, you are dumb. That is obvious. And other people might be like, oh, that right. is a valuable insight. And so like, like what you're saying, you're like, of course that's the truth. And of course that, that's what quote unquote should be. But how many millions, billions of people might there be who would not only not know that, but you know, vehemently disagree that that's correct and true. And, and like, real. to be human is like, no, it's to be part of a tribe, part of a it's, family, part of a something. And like, I'm a thing and you're not a thing. You know, it's right. us and them. Right, right. As opposed it's, to it's, it's us. Right. It's all just one. I mean, while the individual is real, the experience is enormous. It's almost exactly parallel. That's what kind of blew my mind. Yes. The other it's, thing, yeah, there was this, I, somebody told me, I think, now this is too many degrees removed for me to have any sense of accuracy, but <laughs> at least the story will make sense to, I think, that there was an Asian woman who was talking with her friends about how she like, most of my life, like most of my experience, my conscious waking existence, she's like, I don't think about the fact that I'm Asian. I don't think about the fact that I'm a woman until I'm talking to like a white man. And then right. I'm like, this person is, is like, you're an Asian woman. Right. You know, and so much of our identity comes from the way that other people. It's a drumbeat playing in the background. Yes. Like I have spent, I mean, I've, and I've only spent the last probably eight years of my life being more aware of 
Like, I've always known that there was sexism, but I never thought about sexism. Oh, sure. Because it was, you don't think about the water you're swimming in. Yes. You just respond to the current, right? You just, you're like, oh, well, don't do that because that's probably going to end poorly. And if I thought about it from a distance, it'd be, don't do that because it'll end poorly because I'm a woman. And that, or that didn't work out. Maybe, and I would think sometimes, well, maybe it was because I was a woman that he didn't like it. I was like, well, I guess I just got to keep trying harder. And um and it never occurred to me that I was like, oh, that's actually not cool. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but it was, and it, I was actually not looking forward to and looking forward to Hillary Clinton as president because of the just, the the sheer enormity of sexism that was going to come out. Turns out it's out anyway. Oh, yeah. It's coming just from all sides, but there's too many issues that are coming for for me to have to pick one thing to be angry about. Do you know With Hillary I could have just been angry about oh, sexism. That'd been great. Now, it would have been great. But now you got to have intersectional anger. Oh my god, there's there's too many lanes, you guys. And I don't want to I don't want to mess up somebody else's thread no. cuz feel free to be mad yes. about the the Oh yeah. You know, there's, there are immigrants, there are black people, there are all races of people, all people of color, there are Native Americans, there are women, there are trans people. There's the environment, there's there's science, there's arts, there's, (laughs) there's the environment, there's all important. And all the different people that are hated by nine guys that for some reason 33% of the public seem to be following nine guys. You're like, I don't understand. But yeah, I mean, it, it, it's mind blowing and it's, and it's trying to deal with it. There's part of me that would love to do ayahuasca because oh, yeah. I think that there might be an answer. I think, I mean, do you know the Zen koan story thing of uh, chop wood, carry water? Uh, it sounds may. like put one foot in front of the other. Is that what it is? It's not, I mean, that, that can go along with it. Okay. Uh, while you're chopping wood and carrying water, do put one foot in front of the other. The thing is, uh, yeah. <laughs> they, they say, uh, before enlightenment, chop wood, carry water. Okay. After enlightenment... Chop wood, carry water. <laughs> and so the point, like, one illustration of that uh, that I liked is I heard about a guy who, like, had a corporate job that he hated. And so he saved up a lot of money, and he's like, I quit. And then he went traveling the world for 11 years and just loved it. You know, did all the things, like, lived life to the fullest, like, you know, fully engaged, was active mentally and mindfully. And uh, after 11 An years, yeah, he found himself back in the very town that he had left. And somebody said, hey, uh, you know, your old job is open just coincidentally. Would you like it again? <laughs> and he was like, sure. And then he did it and he loved it. And like, so he had this experience of enlightenment and then he did the exact same thing he was doing. But now with the knowledge that, you know, he wasn't missing out on things. He right. wasn't regretting things. He was like, you know, caring about what he doing it caringly. To and some extent, it was perspective. Yes. And similarly, the, yeah, I thought of it because of the way that you were saying, like, oh, uh, people, I'm being treated badly. Uh, I should just do more, try harder, do what I can. And you're like, wait a second. Then the enlightenment of, like, some of this is about sexism. <laughs> I'm a woman and people are treating me like, because I'm, I, and now you're enlightened and now you're like, and now what do I do? The same thing that you were right. doing. It turns out I have to try harder and work harder and it'll be fun. And that trying and working is actually now potentially more informed by It is new more knowledge. informed and, and, and whether or not, and I, when I tried and, and worked and did whatever, um, without it, it was, there was a, there was a dissatisfaction sure. when it wouldn't work. And now when I try and work and it doesn't work out, there is also a dissatisfaction. Of course. But there's nothing, so it doesn't change except for that I do think, 
oh, I see what's happening. And then I can, to some extent, make fun of it. Yes. And before I couldn't make fun of it because I didn't acknowledge that it existed. And the more that you acknowledge it, the more you will be in tune with and in touch with other people who understand and and acknowledge it and see. And then the more people that acknowledge and understand reality, then you're basically like discovering and creating a new reality. Right, right. Because maybe then there could be, I, this is, uh, <laughs> This is a story from the Jackie and Lauren show, but it just happened on Saturday night. I did a show in Santa Barbara and there were five guys who went up before me. Sure. Uh, all of them have been doing stand up for approximately somewhere between six months and like six years maxed out. I thought okay. MC might have been a little longer, but to a man, they were all doing tens, uh, to a man, they had some version of a joke about, um, feminism and how feminism was good. And women should have all the, should, should have power and be treated correctly. So far, I like the story. Right. Followed by, um, some version of, and wouldn't feminism look good on my dick? Uh, so it was just like a weird, it was like a, and or bitches or, you know, some version of, oh, yeah. of the twist because they were, and it doesn't, it's, it's like when a guy buys a guitar. To play a guitar, he thinks he'll, he's, he might get laid. It doesn't mean he doesn't love music. It just means he also thinks he might get laid. Yes. So the fem, I'm not saying that those guys aren't feminists. No. I'm saying that they were like, well, this also might help me, uh, be, uh, get laid. Which, I mean, and I'm of not, I'm, I'm of many minds, but because there's also guys who would be like, I'm a feminist. But then they're like, and I'm not going to say the part about wanting to get laid because of it, because that might stop me from getting laid because of it. Right. But then depending on how, you know, see-through they are. Like, right. Because no. none of them actually went there. It was just sort of a, it was a, there was a beat where a couple of them waited for the applause. <laughs> and- <laughs> I do things that are expected of me <laughs> in a polite, civilized society. Other and, people don't do it. And and by the way, just for the record, all of them had at least one joke that I laughed out loud at. Fair. So they were perfectly good comics, young comics working towards uh, learning how to do stand-up comedy. Sure. And a lot of them were about 20 years old, maybe 22. So they were also very young men. They're young. So they want to get laid. Yes. I mean, who, I have, I begrudge. They I'm are not here. Allowed to want to get laid. Right. I am not here to cock block anyone. Knock yourselves out, gentlemen. But I found it humorous. <laughs> that is all. I just found it funny. And I like it. Yeah. Uh, another thing that I was reminded of when yeah. you were talking we about back to ayahuasca. the current. This is where yes. we're got. Well, maybe we'll get back there. But this is all. This conversation is like ayahuasca. It takes you on journeys. Yes. Um, <laughs> there is a thing I read about two transgender. Uh, professional, I believe, teachers, professors. Uh, and one of them uh, was a trans man and one of them was a trans woman. And both of them were active in their field uh, prior to transitioning publicly. So they had previously worked in the field uh, identifying as the uh, as a, ma- a man before Transing a woman. To a woman. Yes. Yep. And a woman before identifying as a man. Mm-hmm. And they both acknowledge- they both identified uh, sexism that they experienced when living as a woman, like regardless of, you know, whether a trans man or a cis man, mm-hmm. they received the benefit of the doubt all the time. And when <laughs> living as a, a, a trans, trans woman, woman or a cis woman, they were like questioned more. <laughs> and it was like, they were 
I mean, in some ways, literally the same person from one one yeah. moment to the next, as mm-hmm. much as any of us are the same. Right. Their consciousness, they have the memories of the body that they're in. Right. And they compared it to, uh, or the author of the article compared it to there being this, you know, insidious, always present current of sexism that when when you live your life with one gender identity – you don't notice it because you are in it all the time. You're in the water. So if you're a, if you're a man in our society, mm-hmm. you're being carried by the current. And, yes. and when you swim, you're like, I'm swimming really fast and far. I'm doing so great. I'm accomplishing things. And it gives you confidence. Mm-hmm. And it and you actually then do get to be a better yeah. swimmer. And then when you're a woman in our society, you're swimming against the current. And you're like, I'm swimming as – I think I'm swimming as hard as a man is swimming. But I'm not getting as far. Yeah. I must not be. Wow. As good as a man, and it's internalized. Yeah, and it's such a. I was like, wow, that is. That's a great. That that that's a beautiful kind of metaphor. Of, yes, or whatever analogy. Yeah, yeah whatever. Well, I like it. It's a nice picture. Nice drawing. <laughs> well played. And so, so we are close to an hour. Yes. So we should talk about. Um, I don't know. Let's safety well, mouse it. it. Yeah, yeah. Of let's safety mouse it and just say. Uh, yeah, blow off that, uh, that coaster. Nope, nope, I like it. And, uh, <laughs> so the coaster keeps falling. But the, um, I would say, for safety's sake, yes. you should do, uh, with a person. Oh yes. I, I recommend, like, if you, if you know any, I mean, it's feel like people are talking about it a lot more these days, so, uh, at least in our, in our community, in the right. people that I know, maybe it's, maybe it's more popular amongst artists and right. performers and things, but maybe not. I mean, it's definitely like, I read an article in the New Yorker, like there's definitely things. Right. It's happening in Duluth, Minnesota. So, yes. I mean, it's not like you can't get it, uh, in a smaller metropolitan area. So definitely, you know, uh, but be guided. Can, yes, definitely yeah. find, you know, if I'm sure it's all going to be by like word of mouth. Uh, so if you know somebody- You can't somebody, Google it? I mean, you probably can. Yeah. But I guess the, my recommendation, I mean, the way that I've done it mm-hmm. is that I knew somebody who did it and he spoke highly of the experience. And, you know, then you talk to the people in advance, like, kind of like when you, like when I first got my manager. Yep. Uh, like he saw me perform and he's like, do you have a manager? And I said, no. And he <laughs> said, I'm a manager and here's my card. And like, let's start talking. Right. Like, kind of like the beginning of a dating process right, where right. you're like, we're not just like, we're married, but he's like, I'll answer some questions. If you have any questions, I'll start trying to help you get you jobs if you want to. And like then little by little, you know, months later, we were like, yeah, we like each other. We're in this. But if if it didn't feel right for one of us, then we would have been like, well, we don't have to do this. Right. And similarly, like, you know, I, my buddy who did it for the first time yesterday, I've been sort of, you know, singing the praises of what can be accomplished yeah. uh, for some months or however long it mm-hmm. had been going. And he was like, I really, I do want to do it. Like he'd had some positive like mushrooms experiences, uh, and then some not positive ones. So he's like, I'm, I have some anxiety. Sure. And he had some like what, se- what seemed to him to be like reasonable anxiety, but also yeah. he knows he has anxiety. Uh, and so I was like doing my best to field, you know, the answers to his questions. And then also like I put him in touch with the, uh, the core, the assistant who coordinates. Oh, right. And then, uh, that person could answer questions. Yes. And then the guide could answer questions. And so. You know, there's certain things like if you have, if you're on certain antidepressants, then they say you uh, shouldn't do it because right. if you have certain like dissociative, uh, you right. know, I have things, an addiction. Yeah. I, I have an addictive personality. There's part of me that is like, I, I should not do this because I don't want to trigger that, which would make me only want to do that. And then everything uh, in a row behind that. And so, and I mean, I would, and to that, I would say, I also think that I, I mean, I, I have been like I probably have done this more than most people that I know. I mean, I'm sure there are many people like the guy. I was surprised at how much you had done it. Yes. So I, there you go. Yes. 
uh, and I definitely, there was a time, like the very first time I did it and had a, a beautiful euphoric experience, which isn't always the case, but it was my first couple times. Okay. And, uh, it was a nice welcome to okay. the, to the world. And I was, the first time I did, it, I was like, I got, I, like, I'd been on the, I wasn't even on the mailing list. I just got in through my friend and I went to the, the guy, the guy's assistant who is now my friend. And, but at the time I was like, can I please let me know, like, when this is happening again? Right. I would like to do this again. Right. But I also, similar to mushrooms, like, I don't, I'm not a big pot guy, mm-hmm. but I used to be like really into mushrooms. I still like mushrooms, but when I would do mushrooms, you do it and it lasts, you know, the better part of a day. Right. And then you come down and you're like, huh. I've learned some things. I've had some times. I had some laughs. laughs. Uh, I have new jokes. I have new philosophies. <laughs> I, I thought about things. New friends. And then, but I'm not like, let's do it again tomorrow. Right. Like, I don't know if you've done mushrooms. I have. And, um, uh, but not for a long time. And, and yeah, mushrooms yeah. didn't make you need to do mushrooms every day because that's no. not how it operates. No. And no. this thing similarly, like this, it's a powerful experience. It can, it takes a lot out of you. Like it mm-hmm. takes pre- the fact that it takes, you know, days of preparation of, you know, minding your diet of, you know, not drinking of like, I will drink less now. I, there was a time when I was like, I'm not going to drink just in case an ayahuasca ceremony breaks out. Yeah. Uh, but also it's like, I don't care that much about drinking. Right. Uh, and so I would say to you, like, I mean, definitely I would talk with the, if you wanted to do it, I think you wouldn't become so hooked that, I mean, Number one, you wouldn't be able to do it all the time because it's not happening all the time. Right, right. Uh, it wouldn't take over your life because, I mean, the fact, the most that I've done it is probably, like, other than in Peru when I did it, like, you know, five times in a week. Right. that was the thing to do there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I probably have done it, like, four times in a month. Like, maybe, you know, like, a Saturday Sunday and another Saturday Sunday. Right. Uh, which is a lot. That is a lot. Uh, but it's still only four days out of the month. Right. You know, it's not like how often do people drink every day. Right. And what was the, oh, yeah. Uh, so, uh, the, uh, but what about, um, and so I, I think we should go over just a little bit just because of, you mentioned that the first couple of times were positive, but there were where it wasn't entirely positive. Was it just emotionally draining or was it scary? Uh, some of both. Um, like, oh, so I think I started this time, the time in February, two years ago, uh, the, the first night, the Saturday night. Uh, it was very, there was not a lot of visuals for me, but there was a lot of mental clarity. I felt like very like intellectually activated and the, the, the message that I came out with mainly that was just like flashing through my head was about like love and forgiveness. I was like, always love, always forgive. And like imagining myself like confronting somebody's like, but what about if I'm like, no, always, always, <laughs> always, always, always in a very, not necessarily love. I'm like, always love, always forgive, always, always. Like, when would it be like, but what if somebody makes you? Mm. No, always, always love and forgive. There can't be a time when it's not right to love. And, and like the next night I was because of partially because I was physically drained, I'm sure right. from the night before, from the days of fasting, but also just sometimes it gives you the, I'm like, you have an experience. You're like, that could be, that seems like everything. What more could there be? And then they're like, Oh, here's like a slight perspective shift and it's completely different. And here's more of everything. And you never get everything because right. everything's a lot. But that <laughs> night I was so emotionally connected that I like hardly even could intellectually like think a thought. And I felt like the person that I was yelling at from the night before I was felt like I was like, I'm, I'm weak. I'm tired. I'm, I'm, I feel, I can't, I don't know what you want from, I, I want, I love, but I also like, I can't like, wow, stop yelling at me, me. Right. Right. And I was like, Oh, those are both valuable portions of the yin yang. Very much so. Almost a very yin-yang. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't, you know, 
obviously after that, and probably even before that, I wouldn't go out and yell at people to always love and always forgive. But I'm like, myself. That's the thing that I'm like. No, that's the internal yelling. Yes. And, and hopefully now try to always love and always. Yes. Yes. So sometimes it's physical weakness. The third time I did it was the time that I, I had, I talk about this in my stand up now, but I had like eaten. So they're like, don't eat past 3 p.m. But it was like 2.55 and I ate a lot. Okay. Because I was like, not breaking the rules, uh-huh. <laughs> but it was then just weighed in me like really heavily. Like some people can like eat a lot and be fine. Yeah. So, but they, they're like, here's the guidelines. This mm-hmm. is what we recommend doing. You don't have to, but it's for a reason. Yeah. Um, it's not just like, don't eat these foods because. Right. Uh, it's like, this can actually, it's biological in your body. Right, right. It's a chemical just like the other, the tea that you so, just drank. So yeah. So I had this, this, my stomach was just full. And then it interact. I guess it interacted with the stuff and was just like pounding my stomach a lot. And so I was like, uh, part of one of the jokes that I tell is that uh, like I was blissful in my mind, but I was like, you know, oh god, oh god, in here, but oh god, up here, and another kind of yin yang of joy and pain, right? And like I didn't want to. I'm like, what if it's a package deal? I don't want to like get it all out of my system because like, what if I, you know, I don't want to shit, the- shit out the bliss, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> um. And I don't know how not to stop it. Shit out the bliss. I, uh, so, but just to be to conclude that after that experience, which was actually the first time that Zach Sherwin had done it at all, right. like afterwards, I was back. To, my body was fine. Yep. And my mind, my my mind, like the bliss was like sort of you know still yeah di- dispersing throughout my my whole system. Good. And I was like, oh, this is good. Oh, that was hard, but yep. I'm here. And it's always always been like when it's physically or emotionally or otherwise difficult, I come out of it and I'm like. Oh, okay. That was even, sometimes it's like the next day that it's like one time I it ended and I was like, oh god, I'm still really anxious. This is horrible. But like the next day, I like talked with Zach while I was driving for a few hours. I'm like, it seems like the ceremony's ending now. Like, okay. There's this one time the guide said a thing that I looked up and is now it's also like an Oscar Wilde quote. Uh, Everything will be fine in the end. If it's not fine, it's not the end. Oh, there you go. And. <laughs> Uh, so I like that a lot, and yeah. uh, everything will be fine at the end of this podcast. But uh, I also met – I didn't get into extensively death coaching, but right. basically it just – you know, if you want, in short, uh, a thing that Zach said once. Like we've seen these like visual – like the, a thing that we call the pattern. And mm-hmm. I've heard other people call that also, and it's sort of like when your eyes are closed and you're like, oh, re- whatever it is representing the universe, everything – you, you know, and our consciousness are like parts of it that bulge out of it and then bulge, you know, recede back into it, mm-hmm. you know, and if that's, uh, you know, sort of a meta, it could be a metaphor. It right. could be in what, in whatever way, literally possible. Sure. Uh, so like some, I feel like I'm always putting these words into Zach's mouth and I'm like, I, I like these words. So they're right. my words now too. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but, uh, so he's, imagine somebody says to Zach, do you know what happens when we die? Like, do you know, what do you think happens to one's consciousness mm-hmm. after death? And he would, he said once something like, I definitely don't know, but if I do know, it's exactly this. Oh, there. <laughs> this thing that I experienced. And for me, it's been a calming thing. Uh, I mean, I'm definitely like, I feel You had that. Zach Sherwin's timing, by the way, when oh, you said that. Thank you very well much. Well played. <laughs> <laughs> and the point is, I, I, I fear death less. I literally, like, used to be when I would think about infinity and not existing. Right. And be like, I exist now, but I'll, what's going to happen? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, probably what happened before I existed. Right. It's that all going to be, I wasn't worried then. Still going to be fine. Yeah. So, uh, Mike Kaplan 
this has been fascinating. I appreciate it. Uh, it's the same to me. It's been to pretty you. darky, you guys. We dorked <laughs> out, dorked out pretty hard. We but did what we supposed to do. Exactly. We followed the rule, <laughs> the guidelines of the podcast. Mike is spelled M Y Q, so it's at Mike Kaplan K A P L A N, and that's all of it. That's yeah, Twitter, everywhere. probably Instagram. Oh yeah, all of the things. I started putting pictures. Yay! You have a new album that is currently available on all platforms called No Kidding, and um, yeah. So this has been wonderful. And so, Rangers, thanks for listening. You know the rules out there. Take care of each other. My hat, my hat, my hat. They're dancing around my hat. (laughs) My hat, my hat, my hat. Well, what do you think of that? If it looks like a Mexican hat dance and it sounds like a Mexican hat dance, it's most likely a Mexican hat dance. So take off your hat and let's dance. Yay! Oh, my God. We Why don't we just call that as the end of the show?